You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? I'm awesome. It's, uh, it's, it's a big football weekend. And coming up on the biggest football weekend of the whole year, excluding the fall. Uh, good point. And it's going to be several uh, A-days, whatever other people call A-days, next Saturday. But I think only Alabama's is on in terms of SEC teams having their spring game on. So take that, rest of the league. But uh, this episode is brought to you by Built Bar. We'll tell you a little bit about Built Bar in just a minute. But, Jimmy, we did have – Alabama, that is – um, their second spring scrimmage, and uh, there's a lot out there in terms of information that, that uh, has come to the forefront, and I think we'll just spend most of this podcast talking about that because, you know, again, what you try and do, uh, and you were, you were in attendance, but there's not a lot you can give 100%, but we what we're going to do, and you will uh, tow this line as well as anybody can tow this line. You will be able to give any insight that doesn't divulge any confidential information that doesn't, uh, you know, that, that coincides with what we see out there from Bama online, AL.com, whatever. So that's what we're going to plan on doing. And I, I think we'll just offer opinions on this in terms of, you know, the first thing that jumps out to me uh, is Will Anderson and Chris Allen are still, uh, they are battle beasts. I don't know what else to say about those two. Well, uh, you know, Coach Saban, you know, we rush the passer well. I mean, that, that's something Coach Saban is, uh, uh, admits. <laughs> you know, we, we, we have good pass rushers probably because we have two, two things that are important. One is uh, talent, and uh, two is experience. Uh, we return both of our primary outside pass rushers in Will Anderson and Chris Allen, uh, and, and they proved – there's no mystery about them. They proved, especially at the end of last season, that they're elite and now they're a year older and a year better. And let's just uh, assume, uh, obviously, uh, in a scrimmage situation, uh, because they're on the first team, uh, you know, they, 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 they spend a lot of time playing against not just the first team tackles, but the backup tackles. And Alabama has such uh, injury issues and guys missing on the offensive line that it really is a, a, an opportunity for Will and Chris to rack up numbers. Uh, of sacks and big plays because they're not being blocked by experienced SEC starting tackles. So, uh, so yeah, those numbers can get kind of out of control. Uh, now throw in the fact that Alabama has tremendous depth at that position uh, for, with uh, Drew Sanders, who played some last year and is poised to have kind of a breakout year. Chris Braswell, who we didn't get to see much or at all last year, uh, you know, he was a five-star and a big-time prospect, and, and we're expecting that he'll have a, a great year. Um, and there's even others, you know, beyond them. So it's a deep position with lots of talent and experience, and uh, it's a positive matchup for them right now because Alabama's offensive line, as Coach Saban has noted, is pretty banged up. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. But, uh, but yeah, the, uh, the pass rushers uh, per Nick Saban, and uh, reportsmail.com and, and BAM Online had a big day. You know, it's also a really delicate balance because here's the thing. 
because Will Anderson and and Chris Allen, they've played as youngsters. They they've been around a little bit, and they and because they're so talented, and they've gone against uh, some guys like an Alex Leatherwood, who's no longer you know with the program. Um, that they whoever they go against now, I don't care what kind of accolades they come in, isn't going to be as good as the guys they've been going against in practice before. And they've also had a full SEC season, like 10 games of the SEC, well, actually 11 games, and then two games against Notre Dame and Ohio State. So they they are so seasoned. And so to go against guys that um, haven't played as much, it makes it even that much more difficult uh, for the offensive line to get used to it. But here's the thing. You can't just say, okay, Chris Allen and – and Will Anderson are so disruptive, we can't we can't play them um, because this is really the only way you learn. But it does make you feel like I feel like the offensive line is catching too much flack right now. I've seen some reports where like they were like, "Hey, they, man, they, the offensive line gave up a lot of sacks." Of course they did because guess what? Every offensive line that goes against Will Anderson and and, and Chris mm-hmm. Allen a lot of sacks. That's exactly right. Yeah, it, it was. It's an unfair battle right now. I mean. uh, you know, Emil Echior is out for the spring. So that that's a returning starter that's just out. He's not he's not practicing at all. So Echior's out. Uh, Javion Cohen is out. Uh, now, he's out briefly. He should be back soon. But Cohen was out. Evan Neal, uh, you know, didn't uh, perform the whole scrimmage, as Coach Saban reported. So Evan Neal wasn't out there, uh, but, but just, you know, roughly half the time. So when you take uh, Alabama's situation of having to replace starters – then throw in Neal out, Echior out, Cohen out, Pierce Quick, uh, a guy that would have, I think, be competing for a starting spot. He's out. So, really, your starting offensive line or the guys that you might project to be the starters, uh, it's, there's not many of them out there. Maybe Chris Owens, and that's about, about it. Uh, and it is a great opportunity for these younger guys to play so many snaps. That's a plus. Uh, and it's a plus of who they go up against, you know, some of the best defenders in the SEC. But, uh, but yeah, the battle, the battle is lopsided. Anyone should expect to see that. Jimmy, let me tell everybody about Built Bar. BuiltBar.com is where you want to go for the best, nutritious, delicious bar on the market. We are not kidding around, people. If you haven't gone to Built Bar yet, that's really on you. And, I mean, I'm, we're very disappointed as podcasters, but we, you have a chance to make up for it. Go go there now. Go there right after this podcast. I should go after this podcast and go check out builtbar.com. Use the promo code uh, locked on 15 for 15% off that order, and you will thank us later. Get the carrot cake. Get the carrot cake or get some of the new fluffs. They have these things called fluffs and they're delicious. They taste like marsh. They have like marshmallow filling. They don't taste like marshmallow necessarily, but they're delicious and they they taste better than marshmallows. Like marshmallow with flavor in them and it's just awesome. Go check them out. Builtbar.com. You will not be sorry that you went and checked them out. Jimmy and I are not going to lead you wrong here. Builtbar.com. Use the promo code locked on 15. Jimmy, another guy that uh, apparently stood out at practice, another two guys, I should say, and we'll get to the quarterbacks in just a minute because everybody always wants to talk about the quarterbacks. But how about this? How about Roy Dale Williams and Kyle Edwards kind of throwing a monkey wrench into everybody's plans of, hey, Brian Robinson and Jace McClellan are the two dudes. Right. The depth at running back. Uh, is is great. We all know that going in. There are seven running backs on the scholarship. Now, one, one of them isn't here yet. 
in Kamar Wheaton. He'll arrive in the fall. And as we know, Trey Sanders is uh, limited, coming back, rehabbing, uh, ahead of schedule even, but, uh, but, but not, not performing in, in contact situations yet. So that means there's five. And five is a very healthy number for, for a scrimmage. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, everyone's seen the reports that Roydell Williams, you know, had, had the most rushing yards. Uh, and 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 he he had a nice day, of course. Uh, and and Brian Robinson. The thing about Brian Robinson is kind of what we were talking about with Chris Allen and Will Anderson. We know what we got with B Rob. I mean, B Rob's rushed for. You know, I didn't realize this. I looked it up this morning. B Rob's rushed for thirteen hundred yards in his career at Alabama. So it's it, it's not a mystery as to who he is or what kind of player he is. We we've seen him. Now he can stand to improve, and he'd be the first to tell you that. And he's going to need to if he's going to hold off some of these young guys. But uh, the Alabama running backs are deep. They bring many different things to, to, the, to the table where you got the big bruiser like B-Rob and then a scat back, kind of a home run hitter in Keelan Robinson, who's not really small anymore, uh, you know, and he's added a lot of muscle weight. Um, but Keelan is more that home run hitter, whereas Roy Dell and, and Jace and, and Edwards, Kyle Edwards, are all – sort of kind of in the middle. They're, 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 they're guys that can move the chains and, and, and pick up nice inside yards, but, but also bounce it outside and, and make a big play. So Alabama's running back, even though you lose a Najee Harris, I, I don't see a Najee Harris, you know, that's going to just step in and be the new Najee. But what I see is a committee of backs who, who all bring different things to the table and we'll always have fresh legs. Running back's going to be a positive for this Alabama team. You know, uh, it's not it, it, it's be a different situation than when you had Najee. You could play every down the whole game last year. I, I think it's going to be a committee. But 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 Brian Robinson, uh, Roy Dell Williams, Jace McClellan, Keelan Robinson, that uh, they'll all they'll all be positives. Yeah, um, it's just man, that running back room is now. You know, it was crowded before we thought Kyle Edwards was even a factor. And so when I saw reports from everywhere that, my God, y'all, Kyle Edwards looked like a dude, I'm, I'm like, what? And it's a, it's a beautiful problem to have. It's sort of like, you know, Hugh Hefner, oh, my God, which playmate am I going to start with tonight? It's, um, it's, it's a great problem, but at the same time, it you can't help but worry because you know that, like, this is such a delicate balance with all of these. I think this is the second time in this podcast I've said the term delicate balance, but um, that you, it, it seems like if one, it's a, it, not a house of cards necessarily, because if one dude decides to transfer and then, uh, you know, that may start a domino effect the way the transfer portal is now, who knows? Having said all that right now, it doesn't seem like it's an issue. And um, Nick Saban is the best at managing this. And he is a cyborg that has uh, filled his d- data banks with ways to combat uh, people being uh, upset with playing time somehow. I don't know how he does it, but he does it amazingly. So, uh, yeah, we'll just go ahead and, and let him handle that. But I can't help as a regular standard fan to, to think, man, the running back room is so crowded. And meanwhile, we haven't stopped recruiting running backs. <laughs> <laughs> that's true we've already got a running back committed in the next class and i think we're going to continue to, to recruit that position and I, I sort of expect us to sign two in the 2022 class by the time it's all said and done uh 
you know, Alabama remains the premier running back school in the country when you, when you think about just, just going back to Mark Ingram. And, and, it, and it's, it's this simple, really. Go back to – I'm going to pick a random year, but let, let's, let's go with uh, 2007 and, and Tebow uh, when he won the Heisman. Going back to 2007, every year but three times a quarterback has won the Heisman. Every year except three times. What are those three times? Mark Ingram running back Alabama, Derrick Henry running back Alabama, now Devontae Smith wide receiver Alabama. And I think Alabama recruits that position better than anyone simply because, hey, if you want to be a featured running back and, and get prepared for the NFL, Alabama's your spot. I mean, where else? Who else can, can even argue resumes with Alabama at the running back position going back to the day Nick Saban was hired here, uh, that's going to continue. Now, again, it's going to look a little different this fall than it did last fall just because Najee was such an every down back and you're playing good teams every week. And it felt like, you know, we hardly ever took him off the field. And when we did, you know, the ball went to Brian Robinson. Well, this year it's just going to be a lot different. Najee's carries, all those touches Najee had are going to be split three or even four different ways. Uh, Brian is, is almost certainly going to be the starter, uh, but the but the carries, the touches are really going to be divided up. Jimmy, let me tell everybody about BetOnline.com. BetOnline.com. Go there, use the promo code Locked On, get a fifty percent welcome bonus. It's a it's a pleasant surprise, kind of like Kyle Edwards in the scrimmage. It's a pleasant surprise to get extra money. And look, I went and played flag football today at Mountain Brook High School. There were two quarters on the field. I just picked them up. But, and that, that tells you, you should always go play flag football at Mountain Brook. There'll just be money on the ground. It's great. Uh, but um, betonline.com also has free money for you. If you use that promo code locked on, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus. You can bet on things like golf. I know the Masters, by the time you're hearing this, is over. But hopefully you bet on the right people. I haven't watched a thing on, on the Masters yet. Been too busy. But uh, you can also bet on Major League Baseball. You can bet on European soccer. You can bet on reality television. That's amazing. Amazing. You can get your wife involved with this. Y'all can come together as a couple and gamble together. My family has always said the gam- the family that gambles together stays together. They have to because they have to keep the sharks away. <laughs> but uh, you can uh, you can do that at betonline.com. You can easy to pay in if you you know use a credit card, whatever. Even easier to get paid out. Go to betonline.ag. 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 Promo code locked on. You'll get that 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline.ag is where you want to go. Also, want to tell everybody about Plotoscope Media, K A L media.com. Michael Moore and Cassie Moore, husband and wife team, they have come up with this wonderful company to help you with all your architectural visualization needs. Look, they will help you see, uh, explore your remodel layout or envision your new custom kitchen, or just, you know, you fully realize new home construction, whatever. They can do it. Michael is a fantastic human being. His wife is too, don't get me wrong. But Michael is the best of us. He spent two tours in Iraq. He's a decorated disabled veteran, just a great, great American, literally. So go check them out at kal-media.com, kal-media.com. Phone call, 251-517-7188, 251 517-7188 
cal-media.com. Just give him a call. If all you want to do is call and thank Michael for his service, I, he'd appreciate it. I'd appreciate it. But give him about five minutes. And before you know it, you've got the home of your dreams beginning to be started. So go check them out. cal-media.com. Michael and Cassie Moore, two fantastic folks. All right, Jimmy, we've waited long enough. Uh, without divulging too much info, what did you think of the quarterbacks? Well, uh, Coach Saban said that uh, Bryce played well. Uh, and, you know, one, one thing, you know, Bryce only threw 22 balls last year in games. But while I know that's not a, a, a long look, uh, it is a look. I mean, I, we've all seen Bryce play. Uh, we've all seen Bryce throw the ball. Uh, he's, he's a gifted kid. He's small. I mean, he's, he's small. If you haven't seen him, Bryce is small. He, he is probably not six foot. If he's six foot, he, he's six foot even, if that. He's, he could be 200 pounds, but I think 190 is a better guess. Uh, so he's small. Here's another thing. You know, the, the quarterbacks aren't, aren't really running the ball, and, and that's by design. They wear black jerseys. They're not supposed to be hit. You don't want your quarterbacks taking big hits. So and since the quarterback can't be hit, it's sort of self-defeating if they're all out there running around. So one thing about a scrimmage situation when, when you're in a black jersey, I think it's like sort of like Bryce is sort of like Batman out there without his utility belt. You, you know what I mean? I mean, Bryce is – he has a number of great traits, but maybe his greatest trait is his feet. Bryce is going to make a lot of big plays running the ball, design runs, scrambles. Uh, he, he's really quick. He, he, can, he will make people miss. Bryce is really an elite athlete for the quarterback position. And when he's not running around, he's playing with one hand tied behind his back. So keep that in mind about these, these scrimmages. Even A-Day next week, everyone will get to see Bryce at A-Day next week. And it will be the same situation. We won't see Bryce – or even Jalen Milrow running around uh, because we don't want them to get hit. And, and it's a big part of both of their games. So really, in these scrimmage and A-day situations, you're, you're really just working on throwing the ball. Maybe some, some of the RPO work, uh, but really it's just what amounts to throwing the ball from the pocket. And uh, while Bryce can do that and, and do it pretty well, uh, it's not his strength. So if anybody out there is disappointed in Bryce next week, uh, just remember, this is Bryce with one hand tied behind his back. You, you'll see the real Bryce, you know, in the fall when we're not only allowing him to run around, we're encouraging him to run around because it's just a big part of his game in Milrow too. Now, in terms of throwing the ball, uh, fine. Uh, I mean, fine. I mean, that's how I would, I would say it was, you know, less, less than spectacular uh, better than average. I mean, fine, uh, especially to be such a young player. So uh, I'm excited about what Alabama's got at quarterback, and the depth is better than I would have uh, assumed. And uh, while we don't need Bryce getting hurt because you never want your starting quarterback to get hurt, I feel a little bit better about the depth, and uh, and there's still a long way to go until the fall. But overall, I'm very excited about Bryce. Now, he's small, and that's always going to be a thing, whether it's balls batted down at the line of scrimmage or whether it's him taking big hits uh, and, and us worried about that, whether he can see down the field behind our big offensive line 
uh, th- those will all be things we'll always discuss when, when, when Bryce is in the game. But in terms of his physical skills, I mean, the ball comes out fast. He throws a nice, pretty deep ball. Uh, he's, he's a gifted kid. Let, let me ask this about seeing over the offensive line, okay? You, you know, I think that's always been a thing people have talked about, I think, in the past. But, you know, everything is so much about timing now that you just throw to a spot and you've got to trust. I mean, it's, you've got to trust that your guy's going to be there. And that's what Mac Jones was so good at. I mean, he, he threw to a spot. And Devontae or Waddle or Mechie, they were always there because they, they had a great chemistry. So um, maybe we're overselling the importance of being able to see over the line because you really just got to throw to a spot. You, can, you can't do it blindfolded. And every night again, when you're scrambling, you're going to have to be able to see downfield, sure. But by the time you're scrambling, you're not looking over the offensive line anyway. If you're doing the timing thing, you, you can just about do it by blindfolded, right? Well, one thing's for sure, and you make a great point about this when I say see over the offensive line. Let, let's think about this logically. Now, the offensive line, they're not just heavy guys. They're tall guys. They're all tall. Evan Neal is like 6'7". Herb Jones can barely see over Evan Neal. Yeah. I mean, no normal size quarterback. And, and, and the world's not full of 6'7 and 6'6 quarterbacks. You know, so nobody can see over those guys. And you don't have to. You see around them. You see them in lanes. For one thing, the whole game now is basically played in shotgun. A, 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 lot, of, a lot of the things that we carry with us as sports fans, Luke, it starts when we're kids. And one of the things we've always heard since we were kids is quarterbacks can't be short. And, uh, it, you know, and quarterbacks have to be, you know, have to be really good passers from the pocket, but you don't want them to run around because, you know, you pay them too much money and then they can get hurt. Uh, so, so you need a, a quarterback that, that, that's good in the pocket. Look, all of these things have changed. The game has changed. The sport has changed. The rules have changed. And these rules favor quicker more athletic quarterbacks and when you say quicker and more athletic you ain't talking about six foot six guys that stand in the pocket like a Peyton Manning used to do uh Bryce Young is sort of not just the future of the game but the present of the game I mean Kyler Murray is not bigger than Bryce Young and he was the first pick in the draft and has been a very effective NFL quarterback at his size so all the rules that we grew up with, they can just be flushed. It, it, it's a different game now, and we need to change what we think of when we think of the quarterback position. It's, it's not like a Peyton Manning can't be successful in today's game. I think Peyton Manning would be hugely successful in today's game because he's such a uniquely gifted guy. But in terms of you know, only – you know, the, I'm not going to consider evaluating a quarterback unless he's 6'3 or taller. Those, those days are over. You're a dinosaur if you have that opinion. You know, a couple of things. First of all, um, you're right about – it's so funny. People are like, you don't want your quarterback running around because he could get hit and get hurt. But if that's his strength, then what – it's sort of like when my wife tells me all the time, like, I'll, I'll break down – I'm not a fashion guy, right? But I'll break down and buy a nice pair of pants or a nice shirt or a nice coat or something. And my wife will say, well, why aren't you wearing that? And I go, well, I don't want to wear it because I don't want to, you know, get it dirty. She goes, well, then what the hell did you buy it for? Why did you buy it for if you don't want to get it dirty? Why did you recruit a running quarterback if you're not going to let the SOB run? 
let him do his thing. And if he gets hurt, it's a dangerous game. The shit happens. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm not saying that it's, I want him to get hurt. I'm saying, you know, you got to let, you got to let a dude be a dude. And uh, the other thing, just to wrap up the podcast, yes or no, Bryce Young has the best eyebrows in college football. <laughs> well, uh, again, not, not divulging scrimmage info, but I can't see his <laughs> eyebrows from the seats. But uh, I'm with he, you. I'm with you. He's got yeah, like uh, I'm with you. he's got AD eyebrows, you know, doesn't he? <laughs> uh, I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that far. It's not uh, a unibrow, but it's thick and luscious. No. Uh, it is. It is. It is. It is. I would say it's more. Uh, it's definitely more bilateral than AD. <laughs> AD has like one eyebrow. Bryce I definitely has two, but they are. <laughs> I like I like the uh, luscious, nice. It, but, it is, uh, you know. And one more one more point about the running around stuff is, you know, we trust. Whenever a quarterback's in the pocket, what do we talk about? You make your progressions and you make a decision. You want a quarterback you can trust to make good decisions. It's no different in the run game. The run game is the same thing, Bryce. We don't want you getting hurt. You have to be smart in the run game. Don't take big hits. Hey, when the big hits come and get on the ground, get out of bounds, make people miss. Don't take on tacklers. Don't dare a safety to bring all he's got and knock in the next week. You have to be smart. But as fans and, and quarterback coaches, if we're trusting our quarterbacks to make good decisions throwing the ball, then you can also trust them to make good decisions when they're running the ball. They just have to know how important it is to avoid the big hit. All right, buddy, that'll do it for this episode. When we come back on Tuesday, we'll have some more scrimmage thoughts. We'll also probably hopefully be talking about Noah Gurley, who committed to Alabama, we think, this afternoon, which is Sunday, a uh, transfer from Furman. That makes uh, – he's well, going to – Everybody listening to it now. I mean, I, I, I'll be honest. I, 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 I was like, I don't think we're getting Gurley. I think I we are. I think we are. Think we are. Now, about this, the Battle of the Insiders. Well, it, it, <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't. I don't have scoop. I don't have scoop. I'm just going by. I just didn't think we were going to get Noah Gurley. I feel like we are, and I don't know how the 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 numbers are going to work. And it may be a non-issue because by the time everybody's listening to this, they're like, "Luke, you're a dumbass. We didn't get him anyway. So what's the point?" And that may be true. <laughs> but I feel like we're going to get him. Um, just tea leaves and and some moderate inside info, but you know, stranger things have happened. So let's see what. Let's just see how this goes down. I shouldn't have said shit about it. How about that? Um, <laughs> no, I like it. Uh, I think it's interesting uh, about you know. You say it's Alabama. I say it's someone else. And uh, normal normally, when a bigger recruiting announcement's coming up and a commitment's coming up, we're normally lock stock in agreement. You know, listening to the same info from the same people, but uh. A little more rare that we're we're split on it, but I don't really know. I'm not professing to know. I, I'm just I, I just read the read the tea leaves differently. That's all. Maybe I have bad tea. Um. Anyway, <laughs> that's <laughs> right, the buddy. tea. That's the tea, as they say. Anyway, we'll uh we'll talk to you tomorrow and uh, roll tide, everybody. Roll tide.